0: Welcome to the Preach and Persuade Podcast. My name is Sam Parada I'm here with Dan Rudman. This is part two of a little mini series on Christian stewardship. Um, whereas the first episode, if you listen to it, the last episode was you know, all about this idea of stewardship and all these different gifts that God has given us. Indeed, everything is a gift our bodies, our time, our lives, our faith, every, our relationships. Everything is a gift, and we have to steward it. Now, in this one, we're going to transition a little bit into motivation. Like, okay, why, what, what, what incentivizes me to use my time wisely? What incentivizes me to take care of my body? What incentivizes me to foster my relationships that God has given me? You know, I'm not married, but you know, what incentivizes a husband to take care of his wife and to love his wife and, you know, be with his children and play with them and, and educate them? Like what incentivizes all of this? Now, certainly there you you could get into a whole stream of thought, you know, with the secular world and with with people who aren't Christians that, you know, certain things might incentivize some money and fame and opportunities, whatever it is. But from a Christian standpoint from a biblical standpoint, really kind of the answer, I mean, obviously we could say, you know, glorifying God, blah, 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 blah. Yes, yes, yes. That's all true. But... I want to key into this idea of eternal reward, and what I'm saying is is that <laughs> we are incentivized to steward our lives in every facet of our lives because if we do steward it faithfully, we will be given a reward at the day of judgment, and that that that's a <laughs> Let me just read a passage. Let me read a passage for you so I can just immediately ground this in scripture and then we can go from there. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Well, no, actually verse 6 through 10, but the the key verses, verse 10. Paul says, So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we may we make it our aim to please him. Verse 10. Here's the key verse. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So, we for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Who's Paul writing to? Who's the all? Well, he's writing to Christians. All, all Christians, every single Christian, will appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Now, that's an incredible verse. That's an incredible verse. And what it means is, first you might be thinking, oh, wait a minute now, I thought there was... No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? Like we're not mm-hmm. we're, we're 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 not under judgment anymore because Christ, you know, paid the penalty for our sins. We're, we are children of God. We are heirs, uh, and we have this hope of eternal life. Like, what what do you mean before the judgment seat of Christ? Mm-hmm. And we call this, you know, in theological lingual, the Bama seat. Maybe you've heard of that before. Uh, so yes, in in some sense, yeah, we we are no longer under judgment. We're no longer uh having to pay uh, the penalty for our sin, which is the wrath of God, and, and that would you know result in eternity in hell if we had to do that. So yes, we're we're not under that type of judgment. That's for non-believers. But we still will be um, brought before Christ one day, and we will be judged for how we steward. Here's the whole point, how we steward our lives as Christians. Mm. And he says, for what we have done in the body, which means while we're alive here on earth right now, in the body, you know, not separated from the body in heaven, in the body right now. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're in the body. And we're going to have to give an account. I said this in the last episode. Everything you do, every second of your day is going to be accounted for. There's other passages that say that every, you're going to have to give account for every word that you say. Now, whether good or evil, what does this mean? Well, there's three Greek words that are translated as evil in the New Testament. The first one is uh, paneros, which is, you know, you kind of get this idea of like pornography from it. It's, it's, it's that It's like your most vivid, gross evil. Your murder, your sexual immorality, its just evil. Uh, you got kakas, which is another type of—you know—that's pretty synonymous with with paneros. Um, it's evil. It's vile. It's gross. It's—it's—it's it's, it's true moral evil. But then you have this word phalos. foulas, and this is the word—the Greek word that's used here in Second Corinthians five ten. It's—it's it's not the first two. The most common words are evil. It's—it's it's this word foulas, and. It carries this connotation of wastefulness, hmm. which is it's really interesting. Like so don't get this idea of like like you're just doing these wicked evil things like you did when you were a non-believer. It's it's okay, you're a Christian, you're you're regenerated, you have the Spirit of God, um and God has given you all these gifts, and He's given you this time, and now you have this wonderful opportunity to store up eternal reward, to receive what you're due for what you've done in the body as a Christian. You have this amazing opportunity. That's why Paul says, and like, I think it's in the in uh, his letter to the Philippians, like I, he's contemplating, do I want to die? Do I want to live? You know, he's in prison. I'd rather die and be with Christ. You know, To die is gain. But he comes to this resolution like, I oh, know I kind of want to live so that I can continue to you know, f- labor fruitfully and store up for myself mm-hmm. treasure in heaven. Like he's operating with this this principle in his mind. Like, wait a yeah. minute. I will get rewarded for what I do in the body right now mm-hmm. that is faithful to what God has called me to do. Mm. And so it's kind of like, you know, get while well, the getting's good. Like right now, like, like start storing up because you don't know if you'll, be alive tomorrow. So this idea again, foul loss, wastefulness, you'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ and you're going to have to give an account for every moment of your life and you'll receive either reward for if you, you know, if you stewarded it well, that time, that opportunity, whatever it is, if you stewarded it well, you'll get rewarded. Or if you wasted it, did this evil, it's translated evil in our translations, but it's more this idea of wastefulness again. You'll you'll lose the reward. You're not getting punished. Keep in mind. It's it's you're entering into eternal life in the presence of God. There's no punishment. It's loss. You're mm-hmm. you're suffering loss. And it's something you realize, obviously. And we can we could go to another passage, um, First Corinthians three. Uh I'm gonna pull that one up. For 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15. Now, this is in the context of, of church leaders, so keep that in mind, but I think there's a principle behind it that we can still glean. Paul says, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation. And someone else is building upon it. So Paul, you know, he's talking about, I shared the gospel with these people, they came to faith, I laid a foundation. Somebody's building upon that foundation. Mm-hmm. Let each one take care of how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There's no other gospel that saves. There's no other foundation. Now, if anyone builds in the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it. Again, the day. Capital D here, Judgment Day. The day will disclose it. Because he will be reveal, it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. There it is. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved. Paul's writing this is to the Corinthians too, and mm-hmm. First Corinthians. He will be saved, but only as your fire. So that's that idea again there. And he's this is specifically talking to the 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 leader who is who is building on uh these these members of the Corinthian church and and these teachers and leaders they're building upon this foundation which is Christ and these leaders will have to give an account one day for how they built upon this this foundation this faith mm-hmm. that's in the Corinthian church and these individual members and so there that's the principle there that's that it's the same day it's it's like it's the same event it's the same thing going on these people are standing before God they built, on this foundation, with different things—wood, hay, straw, precious metals, stones—and it's just you know symbol or uh, of it going through the furnace or fire, and but it's it's God's scrutinizing eye, so to speak, and He's judging it. Mm. And hey, boom, went through God's judgment, and oh, you built with precious stones and, and metals. Oh, that was good. You stirred it that well. Reward. Oh, Mm. nope. Hey, straw. Mm. Suffer loss. And the point is, is like, I think this idea of suffer loss is really key. Like, you know, you missed out. It's just really, there's this reality of, you know, you could have received more reward than you did. Mm. You still receive reward. There's, again, there's no punishment. Yeah. But it's a real obvious reality of, oh, dang. I did waste my time. You know, I do not waste all of my time. I'm still getting some reward. Praise God. But I did waste some of it. And the way I like to think about it is just imagine, just it just as a picture, like just think about it in, in the aspect of time. Say you have a million seconds that you lived as a Christian. That's not that long. That might be 11 days. Let's say, you know, let's say a billion seconds. Mm-hmm. Um And God is going to judge every single one of those seconds, those billion seconds. And let's say that, you know, 400 million of those seconds you stewarded faithfully for the glory of God. You loved your kids. You loved your wife. You read your Bible. You shared the gospel with that person. You know, you, whatever you did. You resisted the temptation. You killed your sin. You you know you were faithful in your career you loved your neighbor you you know whatever it is all these different things you took care of your body you know i kind of hammered home on that hammered home on that in the last one <laughs> you had a six pack <laughs> um nonetheless let's say you stewarded 400 million of those seconds well but 600 million of the billion you wasted And you just see those, just all that loss. And you even see what you got for the 400 million. Like, whoa, that's amazing. And I could have had over double that. (laughs) So that's the point. Every word, every thought, everything you do, you'll have to give an account at the judgment seat of Christ and you will receive what what is due to you, whether you do evil or whether you do good, Hmm. whether you waste or whether you steward faithfully and that is just an incredible thing to think about and i've been blabbing away for 13 minutes and nine seconds i'm looking at the clock okay got anything to say about that yeah i'm I'm just listening (laughs) i'm preaching to you that's all right (laughs) i
1: i have a lot of questions but um one of the things i think about though and in light of this i in fact i turned here to first thessalonians chapter two he says for who is our hope it's it's 1 Thessalonians 2.19, you know, he's speaking these Thessalonians, which, by the way, it's, it's very fascinating because he was only there five or six months, it looks like, and then he had to leave and he's writing back to them yeah. within a year. So these are brand-new believers, and he's already affirmed earlier that they look like the elect, they're the real deal. Yep. But he says, for who is our hope or joy or crown of exaltation? Mm. Is it is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus that is coming, for you are our glory and joy? Mm-hmm. And it often strikes me when you say, like, there'll be this loss. I wonder sometimes if it's not so much like...
0: Yeah, what say? What is it? What is yeah. the reward? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I wonder if, if the reward... Sometimes in this light, I would say simply there's more to the study, and I haven't spent the time in the depths of the study. But certainly here, the the reward is people. Mm. The crown is people in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I almost wonder sometimes, like, okay, God has his elect. And you know we've talked about that in other podcasts where people are at on that I think it's so clearly biblical. I don't know how you get around it but so what I'm getting at is like this, like God has this plan, and he's 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 working this plan, and all that comes to pass, you know he's ordained, and so we trust all of that and yet and 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 I say yet because I'm not trying to dismiss any of that. there is this playing field of life. Mm-hmm. And somehow there is this participation we have in the midst of God's complete sovereignty and ordination, right? Mm -hmm. And so I haven't thought through, I don't know what to do with all of that in this discussion, other than to say this, though. You kind of wonder if, like, part of the loss is, like, oh, it's people. Not that people are perished because I don't believe anybody perishes because I screw up. Right. I can't believe that. That's just incomprehensible to me biblically that somehow. You know, these people die and go to hell because somehow I said the gospel wrong.
0: Right. No.
1: And God's way beyond that. Right. But he uses us, and He and we participate yeah, yeah. with him is how I usually think of it. We get to participate with God. And so I wonder if part of the loss is
0: got. It's like, gosh, I could have participated in that. Right. That's the loss. But the point is, is like, you see but, what by, I'm saying? but by participating in it, you would have got a reward. Yeah, but
1: I wonder if the reward is seeing the fruit of this participation. Sure, it could be. Do you see what I'm getting Yeah, right? I get it. It's I'm very about, abstract. Yes. I'm not going down a deep right. hole that I know. I'm being honest with you. But I'm just saying, like, when I read this, when you were when you were going through your 15-minute yeah. preaching to me. <laughs> no, it's what came to my mind was this. It was a go, I go here a lot. for. Think about this again. For who is our hope or joy or crown of exaltation? Is it not you in the presence of our Lord Jesus that's coming? Like, yeah. you. Yeah are our joy and hope. You are our crown. Yeah. It's you. It's yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. At least there. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. Right. Right. So right. I wonder if the reward no, I like that. I like the that. reward is these people. And so the loss is okay, I didn't show up like when I should have, but you showed up. Mm-hmm. And the joy is these people. Hey. Do
0: you see what I'm getting what's at? What's that story you've told that I like to tell it, but it's probably more vivid in your mind um cuz I heard it from you about that guy, that Wheaton professor, or whatever that was, in the convenience oh, store. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd say it. Well, he was this evangelist, and he yeah. I had this class with him. I don't I, I don't know if we're supposed to say his name or something, but it was he, I was just in a class with him. He tells this story of having this you know this biff with his wife or whatever the word you use, it argument, quarrel, and they had to stop at this gas station convenience store. I think he told it like a Seven Eleven. It used to be. I don't even know if they're around anymore. I don't see him. But anyway. <clears throat> So they go in there, and the Lord is kind of prompting him to go over and talk to the person at the counter about Christ. This is, this is the story, right? Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want to. I just kind of, he was grumpy, and life wasn't, it's just one of those moments. We've had them. So he's sitting over there at the magazine rack looking at something or doing something. He said, just waiting for his wife to come out of the restroom. And this guy comes in, and he just looks like, you know, like a scary dude, like this yeah. biker dude, you yeah. know, t- you know, in, in the day tats aren't a big thing anymore, but you know, all tatted up. You think of the the, the Harley Davidson yep. biker dude yep. change and he's like, okay. And and you know, you kind of you know, it's probably not right, but you just kinda stereotype that thing. And the guy walks up to the counter and here's this he's he's an evangelist. Mm-hmm. He's he's got his doctorate PhD in mm-hmm. this world of evangelism, he teaches evangelism. Mm-hmm. And he's standing there watching as this guy proceeds to tell this woman about Christ, Hmm. this biker dude. And, and the woman, however it was, she leans, you know, bows right there and whatever all that process is, but it looks like she gives her life to Christ right there while he's standing there watching. And Mm -hmm. it's like, he's the guy with all the pedigrees and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And God uses this biker dude to come in and buy a Coke and walk up there and start talking to her about Christ. Mm -hmm. And, it was just so humbling to him because,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I just find it fascinating. It's the same. It's similar. It's the same thing I'm talking about. I wonder if the loss is like, oh, I could have been part of this. A part of that. Yeah. And it, it's, again, it didn't thwart God's. Just, right. Didn't thwart God's plan. He still rescued right. this tribe I mean, of people right. or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's all I'm saying. I'm just. Right. It's more of a. It's. Yeah. I guess you'd have to call it speculation.
0: So the the point is this: is that it's not as much. This whole thing about turn reward isn't as much about what is the reward. Yeah. It's more about there is a reward. And there's a loss. And there's a loss. yeah. And, and reward for it to be rewarding or, or uh, I mean, God isn't, God wired us. God made us. Yeah. God made this world. Like, good grief. Like, everything we do is tethered in some way to some type of reward. Yeah. I mean, if you really nitpick your life, everything you do. Is is for some type of reward? It is. Yeah, there's these incentives, right? Yeah, like, all the time, all everything. Yeah, there's outcomes. There's yep, and you might go through all this suffering and it's all this pain. Sowing, right? Like yeah, like, because you're looking to this moment where you might get rewarded for all this work that you put in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we don't always think of it as a reward, right? But that's but what it is. There, there's this outcome.
0: Yep, it might be praise. Yes, from and so it so might, I think probably that's be, what
1: I'm emphasizing when I think of Thessalonians. Right. It's not like hey, you get this brownie point or this little trophy. Oh, this put on gold your thing, coin.
0: But it's like no, no, no. These people.
1: Yeah. You could have
0: participated. But the point with these is, people. is, whatever it is, it satisfies you. Yeah. It's it's pleasurable. It's like oh yes, this so is so awesome. So it's not the guys getting the mansion and the one with the. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the tarpaulin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy though but I mean it's not that but it, it serves yeah support. so the
1: story is you know you know the typical joke or story where the guy shows up in heaven and you know Peter is there apparently and yeah. starts showing the guy around showing all you know he's like he's going to get his reward he's going to get his mansions you yeah. know and so they go by this big beautiful marble you know Luxurious place, and he's thinking, Oh, this is it. And they kind of walk right on by it, and then they come to another type of mansion. This, you know, everything's got three, yeah. So he comes by the second one, and he's thinking, This is going to be it, it's not it. And then they kind of go down this trail down through the woods, and they end up between these, but in these woods, in between these two trees, there's this rope with a tarp over it. (laughs) <laughs> and Peter's like, Here, here's your mansion. Yeah, no. And the guy goes, what? Like a rope with a tarp? Peter's like, we did the best with what you sent us. <laughs> I can't even say it. You did the best with what we, you we sent We did the best with what you sent us. Yeah. <laughs> you can. I'm just dying laughing. Oh, man. As my kids say, you laugh at your own jokes. Well, it's funny to me. I, okay. I remember I heard a joke from a guy,
0: that a student that I... New India, I can't remember the joke right, but the the gist of it, I'm gonna botch it, so it's not gonna really be funny. But the point is, it's like, again, this is a hypothetical to serve a purpose. Like, hey, when you go to heaven, you can you can bring anything you want with you. Just you know, it has to fit in a suitcase or whatever. So whatever you want to put in that suitcase, you can bring it to heaven with you. This is kind of the Egyptian idea, you know, they'd they would pack their, oh, yeah, their, their tombs, tombs or yeah, whatever yeah. and you know, they'd have all this gold and all these jewels and precious things and they'd put it in their tombs what well, anyway, you put it in a suitcase, bring it to heaven. So this guy was wealthy and he and he put all these gold bars into his suitcase. Okay. And then he gets to heaven and he opens up the suitcase and whoever was there, the angel or whatever, said, Well <laughs> why did you bring why did you bring pavement? to heaven because <laughs> <Payment. laughs> the yeah. the streets are made of gold. Everything's made of gold. <coughs> so well, that's funny. The the point is like, okay, whatever this reward is, and that's really all you're trying to emphasize is there is a reward. There is our, a reward. And our stewardship is a key part of that. Yep, our stewardship is directly tied to it. Yeah. And you will have to give an account for every moment that you live what you do with it. Yeah. And and you're going to get a reward. Yeah. Or you're going to suffer loss. Yeah. That's that is it. That is straight Bible. There's no arguing with that. Right. And there's fifty different verses that talk about this. Old yeah. t- I mean more. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. You mean think about uh think about Jesus talking about prayer and fasting and giving, like, hey, don't even let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Hey, when you pray, you know, go not go out into the streets, you know, like like these Pharisees and pray in public like this. Yeah, and your reward will be great in heaven. Yeah, and he says, says he says, Truly I say to you, they they've received their reward in full. What's yeah. their reward? The yeah. praise of man. Yeah. He says, but when you go in, in secret and pray to your father who's who's in yeah. secret, he'll reward you. Yep. Um so it's everywhere. You I can't you. escape eternal yeah. reward. Uh and people go, Oh, that sounds kinda of prosperity gospel ish and you go, No, 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 no. Prosperity gospel is yeah. all about reward here and now. Yeah. We're talking about reward in heaven. Right. It's not, oh, you know, so whatever, and you're gonna reap all this money now. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's 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 at the judgment. It's it's the new heavens and the new earth. That's interesting to me, Sam. I'm wondering if it has to do with this. Why people are maybe adverse to it, or
1: no? I'm thinking about. I wonder if. We, yeah, you got me thinking. I'm, okay. I, I'm thinking telos right now. Okay. End. Yep. Goal. End goal. So like yep. like, you see. Okay, a man walks his da- daughter down the aisle. Yeah. You know, I've done that. Um, there's something about in that there's a variety of emotions and a dry, dry, variety of experiences all at the same time, so I don't want to under underestimate one over mm-hmm. the other. But there is a sense in which, as a dad or a man, you feel like, I mean, it's certainly a chapter, but you feel like you finished something. Mm. Like I am handing my daughter and somebody else is responsible for her now, which Mm -hmm. is a big gulp, you know, but it sort of is. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by tell us is there's this this deep satisfaction in it that this is the way it ought be. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it's not like somebody's handing you again a trophy to go put on a shelf. No. It's like you're receiving the satisfaction that this is the way it ought to be and so I'm just thinking about that. I'm thinking like Jesus on the cross, it yeah. is finished uh-huh. you know and for the joy set before him he endured the cross yeah, he scorning its shame right yeah. There's something about that that this is a deep satisfaction. And I'm just wondering if that's part of this reward to you—is you get, you, you well, there's this, this that's deep, the point. It's this deep, deep again. It's not a thing being handed. Yeah, to Yeah, it's me. like oh well, thanks don't for th- all this gold. Not that we're even saying that, but don't think in those terms. Think it's not the it's not the mansion or the tarp no. up between trees. There's this deep satisfaction. I wonder mm-hmm. that's so far beyond all this other stuff. Right, and we get tastes of it now. We could yeah. call it transcendent. We could call it all sorts of things, but. Do you know what I'm saying? It's oh, like, I got... Okay, I'm going it's, it's like, like to read a couple of verses. Okay, can I tell you one more it's, yep. it, that I would liken it to? It's the idea of what's changed in our culture in the notion of happiness. Yeah. Prior to 1940, 1950... We could have that whole discussion, fascinating discussion. Happiness was the was the notion that the ancient notion. You're going all back to these philosophers you're reading. All you're smiling because you've been reading this, right? The idea was about, in a sense, living living a, a life well lived. Yeah, yeah. It was fulfillment. It was it was you have accomplished. That's what I mean by telos. You you have fulfilled what you were made to do, and you've lived your life well. You've li- that's that's what the pursuit of happiness. When the you know, the Bill of Rights talks about this pursuit of Happiness, right yeah it's it, it's not oh, I get to have a gleeful moment and feel really euphoric. That's not it. It's something actually much deeper than that. That's the point mm-hmm. because you can give somebody a, you know a few beers or a, a, a drug and have a happy moment that's mm-hmm. that's not the happiness that they're talking about, right. Right. So I see you flipping through and reading your philosophers right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm looking did you at Bo- Boethius.
0: This? He lived in the 6th century. And he did, did He did. was he onto what I'm talking about? Well, they they all talked about happiness. That was yeah. it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that was, it was a big deal. That was the pursuit. But it wasn't what we think of in our modern day, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to read a couple of things I underlined. Okay, go ahead. Remember, too, that all the most happy men are oversensitive. They have never experienced adversity, and so unless everything obeys their slightest whim... They are prostrated by every minor upset. So trifling are the things that can detract from the complete happiness of a man at the summit of fortune. So he's, ta- he's, he's trying to make an argument against how money isn't, isn't what gives you happiness. Right. And he says later, if happiness is the highest good of rational nature and anything that can be taken away is not the highest good since it is surpassed by what can't be taken away, fortune, by her very mutability, can't hope to lead to happiness. See who he says there? If happiness is the ultimate good, let yeah. the ultimate pursuit, it can't then be taken away. But fortune and money can be taken away. Therefore, it can't be yes. happiness. Right. So, I mean, the philosophers, these ancient phlo- Greek philosophers and stuff yeah. were onto this.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's And I'd heard those studies. Yeah. The, and it, so it changed in our culture to this euphoric feeling. You have this right. So all I'm getting at, yeah. though, is that it seems to me tied with this sense of reward that we're kind of going down yeah. this road. Is the sense of fulfillment, the sense of happiness in the
0: yeah, it's, an, it's, in the
1: ancients' idea? Yes, it's this of this deep complete satisfaction. Deep, that's what I'm getting. At. Yeah, and so I wonder if that's in a sense you stand here and go, "Yeah, this was right." Yep. Wow. Yes. Like, and you, and, and, and in a real sense, you see people, right? You see relationships, right? Because the great, that another again, in other words, tell us the great end, the great purpose. Yeah. You think of this, this, uh, you know. We spoil, you heard me probably preach last week, I said it quickly, but you go to 1 John and there's this love that that's originates with the Father, manifested through the Son, and is made perfect in us. Mm. And it seems to be this purpose
0: mm-hmm.
1: of this this unconditional agape love of God then comes through, in a sense, the Son, mm-hmm. and then we experience it. And where do we experience it? Horizontally. I mean, we experience with the Lord too, but I mean, it's 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 that's the whole point of John: fellowship with one another. There's yeah. this, there's this sweetness that we experience with one another that's actually the love of God. Right. And so, I just wonder if that's, in a sense, the rewards in heaven. You actually get a taste it's of part this of it at, at its purest.
0: I'm going to give a couple of verses that give us some, yeah, go. give us some. Uh, I mean, and and we read in Scripture we have various verses to talk about these crowns: the crown of righteousness, the crown of. The, a wreath, I mean, there's all these different ones. So, what yes. is a crown? You know, okay, again, it's a, it's symbolic for something. Now, this is an interesting verse, um, passage, Matthew 19. Okay, I'm just gonna read some verses before the main one that I want to get at just to give some context. Starting in uh, 19, chapter 19, verse 23. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly, I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? It's a great question. Jesus said to them, Truly, I say to you, in the new world, which is uh, in the Greek, it's, it's more translated as in the regeneration, okay. in the regeneration, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or child, children or lands for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. So, okay, you got this rich man. Jesus says, hey, it's uh, this was even before this. Hey, it's hard. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a kneel than the rich to go to heaven. Peter's like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Who can go to heaven? And, and it basically, you're, this idea of, well, we have to give up if we if we can't be rich and go to heaven, then we got to give up everything. Then, and Peter's like, but Jesus, look, see, look what we've done. We've given up everything to follow you. And Jesus is like, yeah, you you have. And guess what? This is what's waiting for you. I'm going to sit on a throne, and you're going to sit beside me on twelve thrones, and you're going to judge the twelve tribes of Israel. So, what's the reward? A couple things first proximity to jesus okay proximity jesus is in is an incarnate man like he is forever a man the god man yeah from the point time of the incarnation 2000 years ago he's forever now the god man okay in a physical body which means he's still localized to one place at one time this is why protestants can go on a a rant about how you know in catholic theology how with the eucharist like you know the elements the the bread and the wine actually becomes the flesh and blood of Jesus we go wait a minute Jesus is in a body and that body is sitting seat, is at the right hand of the father right now in heaven it can't be here it can't be all over the world right you know whatever every time a mass is done the point is is like we have this expectation oh i can't wait to get to heaven and you know give Jesus a big hug and be around Jesus hang out with Jesus and you go well, you know, eternity is a long time. You probably will get to be around Jesus. Certainly, you'll you will experience and see Jesus in the beatific vision. You will see the glory of God. Yeah. You will see him as he is. But there is this reality that because he's an incarnate man. Now, I, again, there, there's something to heaven probably that's just beyond our comprehension of how we experience the glory of God. But the point is, is like. Not everybody is seated right next to you. Think about James and John, and they get their, their mom to go up to yeah. him. Hey, like, Grant, my son's, this, this privilege of seated, seating at your right hand and left hand. And Jesus yeah. is like, well, you don't know what you're asking. That's left to the father to decide who sits at my right and my left. Yeah. But the point was, is he didn't say that, wait a minute, nobody's going to be seated at my right hand, right hand and my left hand. No, two people will. Be given that privilege. Yeah. It's a reward to be seated at his right and his left hand. Yeah. Two people out of billions and billions and billions of Christians, two people will give be given that privilege to sit at his right and his left in glory. Wow. Who? Well, if we got eternity,
1: there'll be a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we each get our day. Yeah, yeah. And that's the point. It's not that. Yeah. That that's what yeah. so we, we yeah.
0: in our Oh, 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 man. You just opened up a whole nother box in my mind of a feminized culture. Women naturally want fairness. This is true. Yeah. Uh, they want equality, yeah, fairness. they thinking of family. Family, they, everything's fair, and it's good Yeah, in, in its right domain. But men aren't like that. Right. Men want, I'd rather compete against you and lose and get nothing than just bo- us both get a trophy. Yeah. Like, that's just garbage so <laughs> garbage <laughs> they're gonna <of> pre-men yeah, <laughs> pre-men theological yeah, yeah. garbage yeah <laughs> um so no it's but it's not like that it's not fairness and this i'll bring in this to jonathan edwards describe well
1: it's not right the first will be last and the last will
0: be exactly. first. exactly you're, you're gonna get something for what you you know well, the whole stewardship man. you'll I mean, get it's, what's it's, due it's, to you it's the whole thing right you'll get what's due to you you know, it's not. We're not all getting trophies. I, mean, don't in I get to decide who gets how much denarius for how much work. And... Right, Exactly. So, um, Jonathan Edwards described eternal reward as uh, basically. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the exact words you said, but it's basically like a, a, a capacity, a varying capacity for the glory of God to experience the glory of God. Yeah. So the way you you illustrate it is is a, a glass or a cup, and we're all full to the brim. But some of us are little one ounce shot glasses, full of the brim. Others are a 32 ounce mug, full of the brim. Others are a five gallon bucket, full of the brim. Others are a big trough, full of the brim. We all have this capacity to experience the glory of God. But for us individually, it's it's fullness. Like we're experiencing fullness. Yeah. We don't feel like we're missing anything. Right. Yet we're all different mm-hmm. some of us have a greater capacity mm-hmm. and i think that might and again this is a bit of speculation because again what is this eternal reward well we know there it is something and we know it's incredibly pleasurable and we want it and we should pursue it and we should mm-hmm. make decisions right now to get more of it and clint archer uh a guy that is a master seminary guy um got his demon there, got his end of there. Uh, and then Stephen Lawson personally asked him to take over his church when Lawson went somewhere else. And he wrote a book about eternal reward too. And he he puts forward this 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 mm. reality. Maybe it's, it's proximity to Christ. We all want to be around and close to Christ, but not everybody can be right by Christ. Mm. Again, we even have scripture that says only two are going to be seated at his left and right hand. And these guys are going to be seated around him the 12th, You know, these 12 disciples. So it seems to be that that's connected to the way you steward your life. Right, which is the theme
1: of this couple podcasts. The theme of of it,
0: the faithfulness. So what's, again, incentivizing us to steward our lives, a reward? What if this reward is proximity to Christ? That changes the game because if you think it's just gold— right. I don't need gold. I'm a Christian. Like, I don't care about all that stuff. Well, mm-hmm. of course you don't. So it's probably not that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's not that. It's not gold. Yeah. But whatever it is, it's relational. Yeah, I think it is. It's 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 positions of authority and influence. Mm-hmm. It's leadership.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's status. I know it's a weird word to throw into heaven, but it's status mm. in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like these guys are seated at 12 on 12 thrones with Christ yeah. judging, judging. Yeah. They have a position of yeah, a, be interesting. A leadership. Yeah. Now I think this is a millennial text, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, millennial, like your age group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have said millennium text. <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs>
1: that was good. Uh Millennial, because it's all relative. Yeah. Oh, here's here's another thing to. to but but the out. thing is, let's say another thing though. See, even as we talk about that, I go, I go down many roads, and I just probably need to think a lot more. Well, I do need to think a lot more about it. But um, so there's no coveting. No coveting is, is gone. That's gone. So to your your analogy of yeah. using different size glasses, yeah. You'll be fully satisfied. Fully satisfied. That's what's crazy. So it's not like you'll look around and go, "Wow, he got he did a better job than me."
0: Yeah. Somehow that's somehow has. that's not it though. That's not it either. It can't be. So the suffering loss isn't isn't. That's what I'm saying. It's not a looking at the guy next to you and going, oh look at how much he has. Right. That's what I'm saying. No, it's 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 you in your own life suffering loss. Like I could have I could have had a greater capacity. Right. Greater reward, whatever we want to call this right. reward. But it's all about. It's not looking sideways at other people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It couldn't be because couldn't I, be. then you'd be coveting. Exactly. It's not that. And so it can't be that. It's still hard. That's why I turn a reward is really difficult because it's so hard so, for so, us to so get that. So, if you were to bring
1: this back full circle, then Sam, yeah, and it's your podcast. You maybe you had a bunch more to share. I don't even know, but like, I got one more verse I really want to hit at. Okay, because all I was going to say is, it keeps going. Well, all I was going to say is that it just brings us back to stewardship, like here and now, whether we understand all of that. There's yeah, yeah. this, there's this reality of this incredible value of stewardship. Yeah, that's huge. It's eternal it's really every eternal. second that you have is so right trivial. down to how i do s- sleep and take care of myself and develop the way i think and develop a skill set yep uh right down to you know we could say uh, we, you know we say trades but hopefully everybody knows what we mean whether it's you know laying bricks or or being a doctor it's like all of that stuff matters all of it matters and doing it well within the word would be not perfection but excellence excellence yeah Doing it to the best of the ability that you have. Doing it with faithfulness. Yeah, faithfulness, pouring yourself and into by it. faith. Yeah. Anything that does not come, you yeah. know, from faith is sin. So that's your closing statement. But you had another verse. Oh, no, I have a, yeah, another
0: passage and to illustrate again why eternal reward isn't material things. Or I mean, it, yeah, like just a bunch of gold, right? So to speak. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. This is in Hebrews eleven. You know, the great, you know, Hall of Faith or whatever. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured a seeing him who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. So there, right in the middle there, he considered the reproach of Christ. Again, when he decided not to be considered the son of Pharaoh's daughter and be considered a Hebrew now, mm. they're slaves. They've been in slavery for 400 years. He's saying, no, I'd rather be a slave than... A prince of Egypt.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is the greatest, you know, you know, it doesn't get, you're not, that's the top of the world at that point. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. So, again, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. All the treasures of Egypt. I mean, man, we get all fascinated about it. Documentaries, we love it because, man, did. We were at the Cairo Museum and just seeing all the things that they had and all these. Crazy. It was just crazy. Yeah. Gold yeah. and just incredible stuff. Yeah. And he was, you know, why did he reject the treasures of Egypt? For he was looking to the reward. There it is again. Mm. Looking to the reward. Well, whatever the reward is, it's better than the best this world has to offer. Influent. I mean,. He is in the household of Pharaoh in Egypt. It doesn't get any higher. The best food, the best women, the best education, the best experiences. And and he's
1: seeing something is your point. He's seeing something. And he strives for that and it influences
0: his decision making, his motivation. Yep. Changes the way he makes decisions. I'd rather be a slave with the Hebrew people and pursue the will of God than have all the world has to offer, the fleeting pleasures of
1: sin. So disciplining my life and my body, stewardship. Yep. In all areas of my life, yeah, is because of this future incentive.
0: Yeah, looking forward to the reward, and right now it's unseen. That's the whole point. He's right. looking the whole. This whole chapter is oh, yeah. preface faith is. Oh yeah, pulled, you know, what what is they faith? were pulled they were pulled asunder and uh, now faith is the assurance yeah. of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Right. So by faith, Moses was looking to the things unseen. He had conviction in him. Right. And he. That, that is the key, though. Like, you're not going to get through this life faithfully, stewarding well the things that God has given to you if you're not able to look to the things unseen. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're consumed with the things seen, you're going to—it's easier for a human being, like, okay, I can touch this computer. I can touch this money and right. gold. I'm, I'm certain of this. I got it. I might right. as well just get, while well, the getting's good now, this stuff and you know build barns and store up grain and you know you think of that with jesus saying that parable of that rich right. man that you know had all this grain all this wealth and he's built barns and stored him up and i'm gonna take life easy now i just got it my treasure right my reward yep. it's like you fool your life is required of you
1: so go to the end of 11
0: yeah
1: i want you to see that again i'm gonna again i'm not coming at this as a big time preacher scholar i'm saying this these this podcast to me is more like uh yeah, it's just a discussion, right? Yeah, today. I like what
0: Aaron says. It's it's talk radio. Yeah, there you go. Yeah,
1: good. So, go to the end of that eleven, though, because I want you to see something again that, that I already. It's kind of my drumbeat. I've been I hit a few times yeah. here. Look what he says. Um,
0: verse thirty-nine.
1: Yeah, just kind of go in here. You know, there uh, women receive. Let's see, right down here. Uh, th- verse thirty-six. Okay. Read that thirty-six
0: through forty. Look what he says others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment they were stoned they were sawn in two they were I'm flipping a page here they were killed with the sword they were about in they went about in skins of sheep and goats destitute afflicted mistreated of whom the world was not worthy wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Okay, promise. I'm thinking promise, I'm thinking reward, okay? Since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Something better for
1: us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. There's something about, they didn't receive it, they will receive it. But there's something about it all, again, being tied together in relationships and communities. And and I don't know the full thing, but think of that. And all these things have gained approval. Uh, and all and all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised. They didn't receive it yet. So mm-hmm. they were looking to a better land, better mm-hmm. place. This is the very thing that you said with Moses mm-hmm. earlier in 11. Because God had provided something better for us mm-hmm. so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. Mm. All I'm saying is, think about they're 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 looking towards something, mm-hmm. and this thing they're looking towards included us, us, New Covenant people. I'm just telling you, it has something to do with these crowns and it's people and it's relationship yeah. and it's this the church sea of people. And I think of that song from a the number Gentiles, of years, every yeah. tongue, tribe, and nation. That's it's, it. That song yeah. a number of years ago, the concert of the age and. You know, there's going to be this concert, and every the sea of people are going to be there.
0: Yeah, Revelation seven nine. You're saying? Yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you're going to be standing here watching the sea of people, and it's going to be deeply. Satisfying. And
1: there's going to be these these this wave after wave of people, and you're going to go, "Wow!" Like my little life. Talked to a guy on a sidewalk one place. Yeah, and that set this thing in motion. Yeah that there's these people on the other side of the planet 300 years from now on this tribe, in this remote place. And you could trace. And you trace it all the way back. And I'm all part of it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I really do think that's going to be a huge part of this. Yeah. What, yeah we don't yeah. know for sure, but I'm, oh, I I, I yeah. really think it oh, is. Yeah. I, I'm like, no, 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 Ooh. no. This is all woven together. Ooh. And it's that whole thing, Sam, when you think of ministry and everything we're about, it's like handing off this baton. Mm. Like my whole life is about handing off a baton, man. Mm-hmm. It's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's not about here, me and now. Right. It's handing off the baton. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think it's fascinating. Like, no.
0: It's handing off the baton. It, you know, well, I like your analogy about uh the, storming beaches in Normandy. Right? Oh yeah, I love that picture. I was a kid. I, I saw don't think it. we've I don't think we've actually shared that on the podcast before. Really? Yeah. It's, it's not in the, my it's mind. It's a
1: movie. It's a black old black and white movie, the longest day. I was a kid and I saw it. Wasn't a Christian. Became Christian later in life in my twenties. And all of a sudden, and this this came back to me in my in my life, It's just amazing. You talk about providence and yeah. stuff. Okay, so here's the imagery. The imagery the longest day it was a John Wayne movie. If you didn't know about that, it was you know D Day, and and these guys were hitting the beach, and their name would be called out, and mm-hmm. they would run up. And I was just a kid watching it; didn't even fully understand it. But later on, I found out what it was. Okay, so they went up and just imagine they're carrying like a two foot, two foot or three foot long piece of pipe. Yeah, it's actually a weapon. It's explosives. Yeah, it's all ties together. Is what it is. Yeah. What is they lay the guy gets called Sam. You know Prada. He yeah. runs out there. You lay your little pipe down. Boom. You get shot. Yeah. Next guy calls. You know Rudman. Run out there. I take my little pipe. Lock, lock it on the next little piece of pipe. It's like it, it's get all getting locked together. Yeah, yeah. I get shot. Boom. Boom. Well, the weapon is called the Bangalore. Yeah. And what it is is that pipe gets string strung out there, and then they push it all the way up there. and Now it's you know. 20 foot long because all these little sections got snapped on. Yeah. Imagine this long pipe now and it blows up. Yeah. Well, it blows up all the landmines that were on the way. Yep. Plus, it can blow in a it creates certain a trench. Se- it creates a trench in a certain way. Now the other guys can crawl through it. Yeah. And I just always, the imagery to me, even when I was a kid, was like some, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old young man just gave his life to put down a two foot piece of pipe. And that actually happened. Yes. And he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And we won the battle because of it, yep, but that was his job for the day, stewardship, stewardship. hand down, my job is to get one more piece of pipe down, mm-hmm. and then there'll be a day mm-hmm. that I'm going to be somewhere, and I'm going to see we won, yep, and I'm going to go. it's going to be this huge victory, and we' uh, we won yep, that's now, it. I know we, I know we won, we already know that, yeah, but I'm going to see it, yep and i really think that's what this is all about. We're looking forward to the reward. And, and so when we to think of day. we think of ministry and everything we're doing, we think of all these practical things we're doing these these organizational things with Ambassadors for Christ and that some seem mundane and that, but they need to be done and it's all about handing out a piece of pipe and i yeah. tell you guys that it's all about in my mind even at my age it's all about no handing the baton to you guys. Yeah. We've got to hand the baton to you guys. Yeah. So you guys can run now for another 20, 30, 40 years and you can lay it down for the next yep. guys. It's not about, you know, not, I can't run the race like I used to. Right. I can't. Right. I'm slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the way it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so all of life is that way. Yeah. So you think of stewardship, you think we didn't even talk about stewardship of money. I know. And that's what it's oh. all about. So the, it's whole, a huge the thing. whole goal is God, God has blessed me. This is a construct I learned a number of years ago. Like, God has chosen me to become a blessing to the many. Mm hmm. He chooses the few to become a blessing to the many. It's a great principle when you think about choosing. We get wrapped up with election. But there's a sense in which I've been chosen to become a blessing to others. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, he gives me five bucks, so I become a blessing to others Mm -hmm. with that five bucks. It's not for me. Right. This was the problem of the nation. It's not yours. This is the problem of the nation of Israel is that... They thought all these riches was, oh, we're special people and God's dumping this on us and this is for us. No, you missed the whole point. It's not for you. So you can be a blessing to the nations. So you become a blessing to the others. Why did God forgive us? So we become, put God on display, his glory to be put on display. It's not for you. I mean, we do receive the benefit of it. Right. But it's not just like for you. Right. It's beyond that. Yeah. And so everything trickles down. You know, why has God, you know, blessed us in our lives? Why, you know, that that's you know, why has B- God blessed us in America, frankly, and probably any virtually anybody listening to this podcast in America, we've been given riches. Why? It's not for us. It's not that we would set on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we can't enjoy certain things. That's not even the point. But it wasn't for it's it's that we would expand beyond us. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are principles there. It's not a prosperity gospel thing. It's like, no, no, no. It's about I can't, I can't give it away enough. It's, 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 it's stewardship, and it's going to be these eternal rewards, and yep. it's not like getting a trophy to put on my shelf. That's not it That's either. That's not it. <laughs> and so, this is what we're talking about. This is the imagery. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. even that, it's like these people were tortured, these brothers and sisters in Christ, and it's really horrid to think about these things that happened. It's on and two. All these, all this, stuff has happened. I mean, there's stories in history that are just so they went about important. in skins of sheep so and goats.
0: Awful. So people.
1: that keep reading it, reading it again. It's it's all about us.
0: Yeah, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering yep. about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, and all of these, though commended through their faith, yep, did not receive what was promised. Right, they didn't see it right then and there. Right, but what? Since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Yep, isn't that interesting? Something about them being made perfect is somehow connected to us. Gentiles and and the fulfillment of the gospel and the Great Commission. It's this whole
1: thing. God is just, oh, he's unfolding something marvelous. And we're going to stand there like, you know, say Normandy Beach kind of thing, and let's go, oh, we won. Look at this. Wow. We kicked butt and took names, man. Yeah. And I played my
0: little part. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But the opposite side of it is, man, what happens if you were the coward that didn't go lay his piece of pipe? Yep. Oh. Yep. I thank you that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. (laughs) <laughs> because there's been times I've done that. I know, and that's that's true of all of us. That's again, yeah. like you'll stand before the judgment seat back to Second Corinthians, and then we'll yeah. wrap it up. Like, and you're going to receive. Yep. What's due to you, yep. whether f- f- the good, for the good you've done, for the piece of pipe you did lay, yeah, for the evil, the, yep. the time you waste. So, what an incentive, though, to be thinking about. This that. is beyond me. This is not. And about the, me. Yeah, the the Christian term is eternal perspective
1: yeah well it is but, but it's it is true. It's but true. it's true
0: it's like good grief yep oh man so our money
1: our time our bodies our our honing skills developing skills developing a career vocation studying the scriptures yep. prayer
0: developing you, relationships you had that in whole your family, this, the whole family everything it has taking that and carry your old parents when they're it old. Has the yeah, it has that all perspective yeah has all that is connected yeah. so uh, can i give you one more before you yeah. close
1: yeah we probably said this before too, because it's one of those things I say all the time. But I remember when I was a young Christian, somebody told me this. There's these three guys, you know, um, that are working. They're 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 working with brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And the first guy goes up and says, "What are you doing?" He says, "I'm laying bricks." The second guy, they go up to him and said, "I'm building a wall." Yeah. He goes up to the third guy and goes, "I'm building a castle for my king." Yeah.
0: Fundament- Perspective.
1: Perspective. They're all doing the same thing. Yeah. Fundamentally, in one sense, another sense, no, 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 no i got a completely different motivation. Yeah. So the stewardship is like, I'm looking. Tell us. Dude, and we're going to be there. That's what's so cool to me. Like, I'll probably leave this earth before you, Sam. It's a really good likelihood. Right. But dude, we're going to like catch up with each other. And it's like, hey, we won. <laughs> <laughs> like, we did it. Oh. It's going to be the coolest thing. On a, I mean, there's not, not going to be anything We better. can't even
0: comprehend how cool it's going to be. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's really awesome. Wow. Right. Well, okay. That's our... End of our little short little two episode uh, series on stewardship and eternal reward. Hopefully it was uh, encouraging to you and, you know, maybe you can start to live with some more eternal perspective and we all need that and, you know, we we have more flow and we struggle and we fight and sometimes we're better at stewarding all the gifts that God has given us and other times we really are wasteful, but point is there really is a day of judgment. There really is a day where we'll stand before Christ. There really is a day of victory when we'll you know revel in the all that god has done and enjoy eternal life so today make your bed yeah (laughs) make your bed today (laughs) jordan peterson (laughs) for the sake of the glory yeah yeah but again thanks for listening to the preacher persuade podcast uh again we're evangelists with ambassadors for christ if you want to support our ministry you can check us out at afci.us again thanks for listening have a great day bye